0: Welcome to Relationships as Spiritual Practice Bridging the Secular and Spiritual. With your host, Lachelle Lo Chardet, founder of Mindful Compassionate Dialogue and Wise Heart PDX.
1: Welcome. Thank you for being here. I'm thinking of you as. As you are entering this time of year in December in which you might be getting together with your family of origin and the joy and the challenges that might bring. And it brings to my mind and my heart the opportunity to live our values in these most precious relationships. (laughs) Sometimes when they're challenging, you might not want to use the word precious relationships. And still with family, there's a way these relationships live as extra important. There's a way they matter. whether it's chosen family or family of birth, there's a special kind of energy that you're taking care of and attending to. And so it offers you an opportunity, perhaps the most important opportunity we could receive if we come from the framework that the most central purpose of our life is to learn to be in loving relationship with ourselves and others. From this grounded place, then we see this time of year as an opportunity to really fulfill that aspiration. Or to have at least more practice opportunities to fulfill it. Hmm. So I invite you to consider orienting towards your gatherings over December and the new year with intention. Intention to live from the central principle of love and kindness, compassion, which of course includes life serving boundaries. Perhaps important to remind yourself of that, that love and compassion includes really clear decisions about where to offer your energy and your attention. Someone said to me re- recently, my love is infinite, but my time and resources are not. At least not, not as long as you're on this plane of existence. And so using wisdom to decide how to use your energy is extremely important as a part of offering love and care. So let's talk about just one practice today. The practice of setting your intention and then ways to care for that setting of your intention. And I want to back up a step and begin with mindfulness And two aspects. You can think about mindfulness in two ways. In one way, mindfulness is having your compassionate witness on board, noticing how you're speaking, how you're behaving, if you're responding in a way that's in alignment with your values. Noticing, staying awake. And in another way, we can think about mindfulness as the practice of setting your intention of orienting to something that you're about to enter into and letting the life energy flow spontaneously from there and being fully, fully in whatever you're doing without so much of the observing and noticing and refocusing. I think about a couple of dear friends who were taken by a brain disease. And with this brain disease, their ability to speak and interact from the left brain became less and less available. And what was left of them, in the end, was just the quality of consciousness they had cultivated. They no longer had that ability to observe and intervene and switch and change and find the right words, and there was just their quality of presence and heart, which they had cultivated, all of their adult lives. Very dedicated practitioners of loving kindness. And it really showed in their last days. So that's what I'm talking about when I talk about this spontaneous engagement that comes from a groundedness in your firm intention. And on the more How can we say dualistic side or discursive mind? The more we set our intention, the more often we set our intention and check in with our intention and repeat certain practices, the more we cultivate this spontaneous presence imbued with the qualities that we value. So both are true, both are important. So as you enter in with your family, family members and dear friends during this time of year, you have an opportunity to set a clear intention while you're in your daily meditation practice in the morning or set a clear intention before you board a plane or get in your car. this year with a pandemic, more of us are able to gather as things have changed in this situation. Maybe you're in person for the first time in two years, possibly. So even more important to be clear about how you want to live your intention in these gatherings. So a couple things to perhaps consider in that. One is to name for yourself predictable situations in which you might be triggered. And ask yourself, what's your intention when you face a particular predictable challenge? Make a plan for yourself. perhaps an intention to stay grounded. It's part of the plan. And then at the next level, it might be, and when this happens, I will breathe deeply in and exhale longer than I inhaled. Turn my attention inward and ask myself, do I want to try to stay in it right now? Or would I like to take a bathroom break or take the dog for a walk or get a glass of water? Find a way to take a time out. Simple things like that that you probably already know to do. It's more about remembering these things often, right? And the other is to also set your intention for those times when there's an opportunity to connect with joy and love, and to ask yourself to stay more present for that, to fully absorb it. Maybe it's as simple as just even for one more breath, I'll maintain that eye contact after a hug with someone I care for. Or maybe as I celebrate my nieces and nephews and we're playing together, I'll just look for a perfect moment to celebrate them explicitly, to say something I really enjoy about them. I love the way you laugh. I've always enjoyed your laugh. I see that energy with which you play. And I just enjoy it so much. I love playing with you, whatever it might be. Sometimes it helps with celebrations to think about or imagine a scenario in which you're celebrating family members with someone outside the family member. What would you say about any particular one of them? thinking about my mom, if I were describing what I delight about my mom, I would say, in any given moment, my mom just might suddenly stop and really, really look at something, a flower or a bird, and completely absorb herself in that. I love that about my mom, that she has that capacity to delight in life. What would you say about the people you're going to gather with? What do you celebrate in them? Reflecting on this will bring a sense of gratitude and groundedness to your heart, and will orient you to that time with your family. And if you're entering in to this warm and cozy space with family or close friends, I invite you to consider one more thing. If that is a bath of nourishment, emotional nourishment for you, I invite you to consider setting an intention around how you will radiate that as you go out into the world, how you will allow those ripples of love from your gathering to affect the store clerk, the bus driver, the neighbor, the person you pass on the street, the homeless you encounter in your city, What are the specific ways you could look for to help that love ripple out and out and out? A simple smile. A simple wish in your heart for someone's well-being as you go out to get the mail and you see someone, stranger driving by, whatever it might be. Pausing a moment to make eye contact and thanking someone in a simple daily exchange. What will it be for you? Three intentions for this time of gathering. Let's review. (laughs) One. To anticipate predictable challenges and ask yourself, how would you like to practice with those challenges? And doing that by setting a clear intention about a quality or value you'd like to stay grounded in, and then Identifying a very specific action, no matter how simple it is that you want to carry out. The second intention, noticing what you want to celebrate in those moments that you're enjoying someone else and how you might like to express that. verbally or kinesthetically or with affection or with a gift or with service, one of the five love languages. Looking for that extra way you can celebrate people around you. In my life, I've had a number of people die, pass away, And it's given me that sweet lesson, I'm sure you have this lesson as well, if the same has been true for you, as it has been for many in these last two years. That whenever I part with someone, I ask myself the question, and if I didn't see this person again? What do I want that last interaction to be like? What is the quality with each person who's died in my life? at the time of knowing of their death my mind went immediately to and what was the quality of our last interaction did i celebrate them the way i wanted to did i transmit love in the way i wanted to caring so perhaps this gathering can be an opportunity To practice celebration and finding new ways to express that that you imagine the other person could absorb a little more easily it's not always easy for people to absorb celebration it can trigger their own self-critic or trigger a sequence of thoughts about how they haven't been enough or they failed so it's really an art a nuanced sort of giving from the heart. Hopefully fun for you to consider what creative ways you might find to transmit this sense of celebration of someone. And the last piece was setting your intention to extend the benefit you receive In your family gatherings, your gatherings of friends and community outward as far as it can go. Looking for opportunities to extend that love and care everywhere you go. It doesn't mean you have to be in a good mood all the time, right? Even when you're in a grumpy mood in a given moment you can look up and say thank you to someone or smile or wish them a good day. It's these little things that really matter. Important gifts that you can give are these little moments of care when you're willing to transcend your grumpiness or your tiredness or your stomach ache or your headache or whatever it is. And remember what's most important. Just to express a little care. As often as you can. And as I'm offering this, I'm thinking of you and I'm thinking of all the challenges you might face, of the grief and mourning you might also have in your heart for family members who are not there, or wishing for a family relationship that doesn't exist. And I'm holding that with you and inviting a big space that your grief and mourning can exist and flow and that you can find the nourishment you need to be present for whatever comes up in you at these gatherings to find what nourishes you and to offer what nourishes others may you be well May you be safe. May you live with love in your heart. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your dedication and care to growing and learning together. Until next time, radiating love from my heart to yours.
0: You can find free resources and information about mindful, compassionate dialogue, as well as WiseHeart's live offerings and self-paced workshops online at www.WiseHeartPDX.org. You can also connect with WiseHeart on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube or by emailing info at wiseheartpdx.org.